but who she is is making room for her. She is a perfect example of your gift made for you. So I'll give you, give me just a second, but I want to start with our thoughts for today. And as I was meditating on this show and just thinking about um, God Phillips, uh, the things that just kept coming to me was everybody, whether you're a believer, whether you believe in Christ or not, every person has a dream inside of them. Like every person has a dream inside of them. Um, and if you paused people long enough, to ask them, hey, what's your dream? Do you have a dream? I think what you would begin to hear is people tell you things that they dreamed of a really long time ago, but maybe something happened to keep them from fulfilling their dream. So there is not one person that's connected to this that does not dream. So you have a dream. It may look different from your job, from what you're doing, from um, what someone taught you, but you definitely have a dream. Now, I'm going to pause for just a second and start sharing the video because um, I know that's important, but you have a dream. Ask yourself today, coming in, as you're logging on, as you're getting connected, what is my dream? What is the thing that I've been dreaming about? And if you're living your dream, that's good. Ask yourself, how does God want me to go further? Because can I tell you something? The dream doesn't stop at one moment. The dream doesn't stop in one little place. Sometimes we forget how to pivot. Sometimes we forget how to hear from God. Sometimes we get so excited about what we've been dreaming about that we think that is it. And then God will wake you up one morning and say to you, that space is too small. I need you to come a level. Ooh, that was his word for me this morning, Tamika. Your space is too small. I need you to come up a level. So I want to introduce you to my guest. And I don't, my God, when I was reading your bio, I'm like, this is how I want to be when I grow up. This is the oh, lady. Stop. Be like when I grow up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome a Dr. Tika Hall, entrepreneur, well-renowned author, life coach, mentor, empowerment. This lady is absolutely artist, theatrical arts, CEO or CEO, uh, one of my heroes, uh, one of the most amazing women I have ever 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 met before welcome dr tamika hall to my show it is an honor to be able to sit um uh, and have a cup with you to be able to allow you to into us today will you just shout out our verse today um and just oh my god girl thank you for being here oh my god well i'm psyched to be here like when i when i got the invitation i said oh i hit the big time oh. i'm on ellen's platform like oh. i was psyched. so thank you thank you for for deeming me worthy to be here i'm really excited you know i love you and uh i'm excited for us to to chat it up and for us to talk about purpose today yeah living on purpose and, and I think for me, um, you are definitely that purpose. When God repurposed this show, I did this show three years ago um, and I was just going hard, going hard. And then I woke up one morning and God said, okay, I want you to take a break from the show. And I was so disappointed because I knew this was part of what I had, God had called me to do, right? And I like, take a break from the show. Then he sent me to radio for you. Um, 
mentored by JC Loves to learn some new skills. And I did radio for a year. And then he was like, okay, I want you to pause on radio. I need you to just spend time with your boys. And I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, seems like all the things that I'm falling in love with, you're, you're shifting me into a different position. And I'm like, okay. So I know that living on purpose comes with hearing. So when I came back after this year, after much fasting, one of my friends a few months ago knows I love for people to live on purpose. Like that's, there's no high right and yes. she 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 said god told me the next segment of this um and she's kept one of my big we grew up god told me the next second segment of this is uh, i mean christ unveiling purpose and i'm like oh so i meditated on that for a long time and then god said okay it's launch and i had to bring you in in the beginning because you're daily living on purpose and so i want to start with the first question what does it mean to you for somebody to live on purpose? Wow. You know, it's amazing because as you were talking about that, it's amazing how God will kind of shift our purpose or God shifts our assignment. And it makes Woo! us feel like at the time that we're not fulfilling purpose. Woo! But oftentimes when God shifts us, he's preparing us. And I actually kind of talked about this in devotion today, but he's preparing us and we find ourselves kind of in training. Right. And so when I was thinking about purpose, I'm like, when we look at purpose, it basically means it's it's for which something is done, why something was created and why something exists. So when we speak about we speak about God and our purpose for God and, and oftentimes we're like, Lord, what's my purpose? Well, our purpose is to do his will. And, and, and the beautiful thing, though, is, well, God, how do you want me to do that? Like we serve such a beautiful, creative God that he gives us all gifts and talents to be able, like, I'm like, yo, God, you, did you really gift me to do this so I could serve you? And yes. so for me now, I, I used to think I was behind time. And now that I'm like, I, when I started pursuing God, the way that I used to pursue men, Woo! the way I used to pursue friendships, Woo! the way I used to pursue clout and influence, all of a sudden, God started telling me about myself and God started telling me, you know, he, my, my self-esteem just all of a sudden increased. And now I understand, man, you are really walking in purpose. And it's something about, you know, when you're living in purpose, when you're in alignment with God and his will for your life, that's where you find your purpose. So you said something big, because I want to deal with just a second for the distractions. There are so many things that can distract us. Joe and I was having a deep conversation this morning, right? You and I were talking about, he just hit this moment. He um, casted in this position for be something about loves this musical with everything in him. And can I tell you what happened to him immediately after he got the assignment, the enemy came in and tried to distract him with 50,000 other concerns. And I coached him back distractions are their whole goal the whole of distraction is to keep our focus off god see we think a distraction is really about oh it's it's the assignment the enemy trying to keep me from my purpose no he, your purpose is to serve god your purpose is to glorify god your purpose is to live in faith towards god the yeah. the, the the goal of a distraction is to keep you from your relationship with God, the goal of a distraction is to give you an idol. Someone else will begin to seek after, right? 
that's more than that's more and then greater than God. So I'm glad you mentioned the other things that you were focused on. And then once you recalibrate it, right? And everybody likes to use the term pivot right now. I want to use pivot. I want to be recalibrated <laughs> because I think it's where we need to come back in, in position and our steps have to come back in alignment with the creator. So once you recalibrate it, you said something so powerful, your recalibration showed you who you were. Your recalibration showed you yeah. your identity because once you back recalibrated from our computer things, then the viruses that lied to you about who you are before, right? are wiped out and no longer there. You're in a fresh slate and the potter can do what he's supposed to do for you again. Listen, when you use the word distraction, we, we don't realize when we're distracted, it literally derails us even from who, from our identity. So our distraction is not just about, well, what is my purpose? Like you said, our purpose is to, is to do the will of the father. So if you don't know what your purpose is at minimum, figure out God, how do you want me to serve you? Like at minimum until he gives you, you know, your creative assignment, but the enemy sends distractions because he attacks your identity. If he can attack your identity, then you he attacks your faith. If he attacks your faith, you don't feel like God loves you. If you feel like God doesn't love you, then that attacks your faith, which then attacks your identity. It all it's, it's a hamster wheel. And it's all about your identity and having faith in God. Because you think about it, when we get saved, we're saved by faith. Like we're saved. We got to have the Holy faith. Spirit leads us to Jesus. Absolutely. But if the yeah. enemy can tell you who you're not, then the enemy starts making you feel like you're not loved. He makes he starts making you see God as this mythical being and not your father. Like I call I call God Papa. Like that's my Papa. When I go and talk to him, I talk to him like he's my dad. Yeah, he's my dad. You know, and and so so. It, but and the thing is, you think about when you have earthly parents, even who we are as parents, there is nothing we won't do for our children. Even when they get on our nerves, I'm going to make sure my children at minimum have what they need. Yes. Now you get what you want when you, have, when, you, when you live righteously according to the will of your mama. But I'm just saying. <laughs> then you can get the exceedingly, abundantly above all That's that it. I ask. Right? That's the righteous will. That's so powerful. Um, something significant you in there. When we lose our identity, I think we need to pause for a second because I wrote something one time and I did a devotional identity crisis. Um, I don't think people even recognize and realize when they're in an identity crisis, right? Um, and one of the things that I want to point out, and you may be able to chime in and say something else. One of the signs that you're in an identity crisis is when you're consistent to please oh woman down oh we're trying to when your whole set up is for the people around you uh -oh. how do i please them how do i make them happy then reality and truth is maybe you probably identity this is set on your everybody else becomes obsolete. is there anywhere else that you can identify identity christ well, I'm going I'm to take you back to what uh, what the Lord said to us this morning, because um, he, he was talking. He 
God gave gave um the devotional today of the last shall be first. And one of the things that he said to us is when we focus on other people, see, like you lose your identity when you start looking at other people. You look at how God is blessing other people. You look at what people are doing versus how you perceive that they're being blessed. You know, we we focus on all those things. And what Holy Spirit said to us this morning and it slapped me in the face. What Holy Spirit says, he says, we can't dictate how God distributes his favor. But if you never start working, listen, if you never start recognizing who you are in God, right? If you never start pursuing what God gave you, the, the lane that God put you in, he said, if you never start working, then you limit your abundance. Your identity, identity crisis keeps you stagnant. And you find yourself 10, 15, 20 years later saying, I've wasted my life. What did I do with myself? That's what identity identity crisis keeps you shackled and bound so up. Focus, so focusing, fo focusing on everybody else. One, I heard that. That's what I, two, two, when we're dealing with an identity crisis, I heard you say something in there. You didn't use the word, the danger comparison. Three, not, not continuing to not occupying till um, like laying down um, to die. I made a statement the other night um, because I'm being coached right now because I feel like even when you feel like you need to great, right? And I made a statement the other night. They were asking you to identify who you were. And I said, I am the widow that made the decision that I would not lay down and die and neither would my hmm. son. Hmm. Everything, the path is because I made the decision I was just not gonna die. I was not gonna tell because of this tragic moment or this thing that occurred because in your life will try to pull you into a crisis or an identity crisis and say, okay, your life ended because your husband died. My life didn't end because my husband died. Him dying gave me greater purpose because his death mm. was definitely still the will of the father. Right now, we've been reading this. Chase that lion. Um, we have a private group called Academy, and we started there. And then when God told us to come public, we are in chapter six. And Mark Batterson made a statement, and I want you to talk to us about this. He said, Every life is defined by decisive moments, and the moments mm. often dictate the course of decades. Tell me what tell me what that means to you. Woo! You know, there's like so much all in there. But at the end of the day, God still gets the glory out of everything, because if you've ever looked at your at your life and you said, man, I feel like I wasted my life. Like I felt like I found myself in that place. You know what I mean? We have we have these pivotal moments in our life. Like you're born, you graduate high school, you have to make a decision. Where am I going to go to college? Am I going to go to college? Then a lot of us, we get married, we have children. And it really will change the trajectory of your life. Like it really changes things. When when you become a parent, there are just um, and I'm sorry, they just started cutting trees outside of my window. If it's, it's too we can hear you fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, because it's like it's it's wearing me out. Like I wish I could like scream out the window. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, of all times, now you want to cut trees. But anyway, um, 
And 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 the, like when you're a mother, you choose to be a mother. A, a lot of times, you really do have to kind of put some of the things that you want to do on hold because now you have to nurture another life. And so we do have definitive moments. But what this really meant to me when you just read that, when you just said that, that we have these decisive moments that dictate the course of our life. When you finally have recalibrated, when you finally come to yourself, and, and you you. When, when I have a come to of myself, I, and I thought about this thing, I had to make a decision. Lord, am I going to keep moving the way that I've moved where I literally don't listen to you? Like there have been, there were moments where I made decisions and I knew God told me no. I second guessed myself and I talked myself out of it. And I, and, and it lit like 20 years of my life. Yes. I remember yes. telling my mother, I remember saying to her, my adult life, I have not been happy for my, for, I'm, I'm 41 now. And I remember saying that to my mother a couple of years ago. And I said, it's time for me to be happy. And then when God recalibrates you, I love that word. When you recal, when, when you allow God to recalibrate you. And I remember like the Lord told me to pursue him. Cause for me, matters of the heart have always been my issue. See the me enemy too. came and stole the enemy tried to steal my identity back when I was five, I was molested at five. I was raped at 14 in and out of toxic, abusive relationships in and out, in and out, in and out. And my heart has always dictated the decisions that I made. And the Lord said to me, actually pretty recently, the Lord said to me, pursue me and allow him Whoever the him is, allow him to pursue you. And when I started pursuing God, the way that I used to bow down and, and, and be submissive to people, then that's when I begin to trust God with these decisive moments. My thing is just because you've made a, you've made a decision that has shifted your life in a way that you didn't want. What I love about God is he is the God who is not held by the expanse of time. And I love that God will either stop time for you. And when you get it together, he accelerates you. And you find yourself right where you were supposed to be. Yes. That's what that means to me right now in my life. John Gray said, uh, it's the speed of God. Never seen him before. And one of those messages that he taught that changed my life was, moving at the speed of God, you move at the speed of God and reminding ourselves that our receiver and if our heart is on other things, right? Because whatever is in a, an abundance, out of the abundance mouth speaks, the heart every direction that we go in, right? So if our heart is filled, if our heart in a set, on, set up on relationships and other people, right? It's to the wrong decision every time. What if our heart is set on him, right? So these decisive moments. So I want to say this, and then we're going to transition because I got something um, I, 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 I've seen, I'm seeing since we've known each other so many defining moments. Decisive moments should be for entrepreneurs that last 100 years. If what you're building mm. does not last 100 years, then go back to the plate and seek God for more. God never meant for you a moment. He meant your, for you create what you're to be 
parents. We think laying up for our children's children is just about money, but Uh-oh. we create generational spirituality. We generation, your kids need to be when my husband made his children, his headstone says a warrior eyes here. He did hard things that is still speaking today when he's gone eight years later. You need to ask yourself, building things that will last a hundred years later, because that's what defines me to my next question. What was your document? What happened I'm looking for it. I'm gonna make it. So, I'll tell you, uh, LMJ. I, I never. I have never dreamed small, but I remember okay. certain decisions that I've made put yes. me in space and required me to shrink and play small. Ooh. And so, you know, that when you find, what would you say? That takes too much energy. It does. So down is more than for you to be yourself. Okay, continue. That takes too much energy. It does. And what happens is when you when you shrink yourself and you put yourself in a bubble, you put yourself in a box because, you know, on the surface, I, I am who I am today. Like, I'm excited. I finally got to meet who I'm supposed to be. Right. But. Tamika is loud. Like Tamika's loud. She's she wears big hair. She wears a lot of color. She she's she's the brown skin girl that was told she couldn't wear pink lipstick and now she will rock pink lipstick whenever she feels like it. You know what I mean? She's the one. Everybody like when I was coaching basketball, the other coaches came, you know, chilling in their jeans. I had on five inch stilettos. Like that's just who I am. And I've always been told that I'm too much. And so I I would shrink myself. And for probably like most of my adult life, I would shrink myself to the point where I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what I liked anymore. I, I, I didn't know what actually really got on my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, and so I feel like the moment when it wasn't even about me wanting to make history, but, but believing I could make history, I would say Ooh. it was when I was 40. Okay. Um, and I'm 41, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I came out of my second marriage, um, yeah. When I was uh, t- 2019, so you know, I was I was 39, but before that, you know, we had dealt with the separation, and of course, the whole time the enemy was in my ear trying to tell me, "Now you're going to be a single mother with two kids. You've been you've been divorced twice. Nobody's going to want you. You know, what do you have to show for yourself?" See, like the enemy whispers things in our ear, and then we turn around and we constantly regurgitate it to ourselves. And then what happens is your brain literally forms neural pathways. And so you now wire yourself to think a certain way. So when I was younger, I used to think I could be anything, Lakeisha. Like I, I I just knew I was going to have a unicorn. I wanted to be a brain surgeon. I wanted to be Miss America and I wanted to be a model too. Like, and I thought I could do all of these things at one time. Somewhere when I took my focus off of who God called me to be, which was this person with this really huge personality. Yes. And I began to shrink myself. I then began to feel like everything I touched turned to caca, right? Like I just, so I, that's, that's the way that I felt. So when I hit 40, God had to take me to nothing. Like I literally hit rock bottom uh, at the end of, of, of 2020. I'd hit rock bottom. Um, and, and, 
you know, and that is when <laughs> that that's when God began to show me who he was in my life. Yeah. And he and when God began to show me, I will take care of you. And he actually did it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, my my self-esteem, my confidence began to like really increase. And then it, it went from, man, I wish I could make history to, okay, God, what you got next? What what we going to do next? How are we going to make history now? Yeah. So I think my defining moment really came at 40 when I believed that I really could make history. Yeah. yeah. And I think we met in transition when you were transitioning. I was seeing yeah. you. 2019. Connected. Um, so to see, I know what God has done for you. Like to see God, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember the DMs, like the conversations we were having. So it's like to see God, right? Like to see yes. God, the power of God, um, to, to understand how God can transform us. That's so, so, so powerful. That's beyond powerful. So I want to know something because I think we squeezed this out and I've heard you say that you always thought you could be anything. But there are so many people who can believe that about you, but cannot believe that by themselves. What, when you were younger, how did you know you were different? Like how, do, I encourage my kids to be different all the time because this world will tell them to fit into a box. We don't live in a box in this house, right? We don't believe in typecasting in this house. Yes. Um, that preaches a gospel throughout the world, right? I'm a single woman who has started business and ministry without permission. I'm just going to be real of anybody else because I know what God said, right? So I yes. am big. I think you have to realize at some moment I'm born to be different. I'm I'm sent I'm sent to be different. When did you realize like how old do you think you were realize you were different? I think I've always known that I was different, but I just didn't fully appreciate my uniqueness. Mm. Like I I've always known I was different. Like I I remember being I remember getting in trouble as a kid. I probably was in kindergarten or something. And my grandfather, you know, for for his generation someone going to college and becoming a nurse was a really big thing. And I remember my grandfather, like, I mean, I was so young, but I, I distinctly remember him always calling me his little nurse. And I remember one day I turned and I yelled at him. I was like, I don't want to be a nurse. Right. You know? And I mean, and I got in trouble because it was disrespectful. But that was me pushing against, this is not who I am. This is not what I want to be. Like I really wanted to be Miss America. Like, yes. you know, like I really wanted to ride a unicorn and, yes. and and a nurse was not it. Like it wasn't it. And, and, um, you know, even as I got older, I, I understood that I was different because number one, listen, you, you kind of said something a few minutes ago, people let you know that you're different. People let you know that you're not like everybody else. But what happens, yeah. But we, they, they tell you that you're different. They tell you that you're too much. Right. Right. They, 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 they will break you down. And, and what we do instead of us saying, man, well, yeah, I guess I am different and I'm glad to be this way. We start trying to shrink ourselves. Like you know, some of us have been shrinking ourselves our entire lives, <laughs> you know, and you didn't realize it. To fit into the mold of others. I'm sorry to mean to cut you out because no, to fit into the mold of others, we reduce ourselves to oh, fit God. into the comfort zone of others last night judah my judah is very loud himself came in 
And he said, I was just talking to him when I'm home and he was like, my teacher was like, I said, God bless you. And she was like, how do you, why did you say God bless you so loud? And I could tell it offended him. And I just paused for a second. I said, let me tell you something. And this That's I was talking to him. I said, let me tell you something. The next time someone says something about you being loud, you tell them that this is the way that God created you. And if they have a problem with that, then take it up. I said, Judy, you're loud. Take it up with my creator. But your loudness is going to be something in the future. God made you this and this is what I know. It's for future. So you put your resolve in the fact when others are calling you loud that it's for your future. And not to be tactful, but for any of those that tries to come to you and say to you, um, too loud, you too, whatever, here's the thing. You can say, you're supposed to encourage me. I'm not going to encourage you. Uh -oh then I don't want you to speak to me like that. And then if you problem with what I'm to you, I think you need other. I told him that last night because yes. I am very protective about what is spoken in their ear. What happened with you yes. with your grandfather, because that's a figure, right? And I think we have that, that has happened to so many of us because he was a figure of authority. That has the power to shut hmm. down being different, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Can confuse you. And then you could have just became the nurse, but been miserable and happy when Miss America or Miss America was pause because the whole was pushing that out of me. So you got to watch them boxes, right? You got to watch that thing that's in there. So I want to do, we are almost out of town. I cannot believe this. I'm going to have to have you back. There's so much wisdom in you. Um, how would you encourage because you coach, you mentor, um, you you do all of, like, how would you encourage someone that's not living on purpose to live on purpose? You know what? To answer that, I think I'm going to kind of piggyback and I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling teary eyed when I think about it. But when you said to basically get out of the box, I feel like the Holy Spirit whispered, nothing that God created was in a box. Like. And, and I was sitting here and if you, you probably saw my eyes kind of go up in my head because I heard Holy Spirit say it. And I was thinking like, I was like, Lord, you short. Like the planet is round. We deal with seasons. We Ooh. deal with cycles, right? Like yes. nothing that God created was in a box. <laughs> Everything that God created has a cycle of life there's a cycle of growth, right? Like you look at even, even the ocean. There are moments where you have high tide and when you have low tide, right? Everything that God created was meant to produce. And so I, what I would say to you is, if you're wondering, man, I don't feel like I'm living on purpose. Baby, you were called to something. To something. And you, it, the choice is yours on whether or not you are going to choose to be chosen. So we love using the, the, the word, like we love using the scripture, you know, many are called, but few are chosen. And we kind of get it wrong. Like we get it wrong. We, we make it seem like, well, God doesn't choose everybody. No, 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 no. Everybody's invited to the table. Yes. But there's, there's, there's instructions. So if you were to go to Matthew 22 and you read, and you read the, about, you know, the parable of, of, of the, uh, the wedding where, you know, the master of the house sends out invitations to everyone to come to the wedding. So everybody, there was, there were all these invitations that were sent out and there were instructions on the invitation. 
And yes. even though people showed up, yes. if you didn't follow the instructions, you weren't allowed, you weren't allowed in. So yes. I don't care what box you allowed your decisions to make, whoever it is that you connected to, I don't care whatever box you've been in, baby, it's time for you to bust out. It's yes. time to bust out. Yes. The call, your invitation has never left. Yes. The invitation has never left you. You can yes. choose to be chosen. You can choose to totally walk in your full assignment. Like yes. you can choose to do that. What the Lord told me to tell everybody this morning was you are not behind time. No. You are not behind time. The no. enemy makes you feel like you're behind time. And no. what that does is that it's a distraction and it keeps us stagnant yes. and we don't move. Listen, yes. of course the enemy wants you to sit stagnant and not pursue purpose. That's yes. why you were molested when you were little. That's yes. why you got in a relationship where the man or the woman tore you down for the men that are on here. Of yes. course, of yes. course he told you that you were too loud because yes. he wanted you to be silent. Of yes. course he told you that you were too bold. Like, yes. like women who have a lot of smarts and women who have a lot of business uh, business yes. savvy, oftentimes God calls us into the marketplace and we find ourselves in male-dominated areas. And we find ourselves where, number one, you're treated like a sex, sex object. And I don't care, this could even be... This is even in the faith-based area. I'm not going to call it the anointing marketplace because when you operate under the anointing, you're set apart, you don't do it. But faith-based, you'll find yourself either treated like a sex object, you're treated like you're stupid, or you're treated like you're aggressive. But God said, I called you to be this way. I handcrafted you to be this way because there's something that is in you that must be released in the earth. And listen, this is my last thing. Lakeisha, this is what got me so excited about God when he was telling me about me. It's not that God can't use anybody. Like we saw him use a donkey to talk. So it's not that he can't pick somebody else. He chose you, boo. But, but there was only one time we were, look, we were waiting to be chosen. That was when we were in the womb and we were waiting for our egg to be fertilized. And it was at that moment that you were chosen. And we spent our whole life trying to be chosen when God already chose you. Now walk in. It's done, right? It's, it's done. complete, right? So we find ourselves back in front of our maker to figure out what that is. Yep. The problem is most of us do not spend enough time in front of our maker figuring out we're looking for all of these other resources to tell us who we are. Um, one of the things Christ unveiling purpose, I don't reveal to you your purpose. Tamika doesn't reveal to you your purpose. Something we say may scratch the surface, surface um, but if you look to us, then you've made us your God, right? Boy. It's only before the Father. I don't ever want to point people to me. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. I got past the voices of saying you are a woman in the gospel. Uh, you need a husband. You need like I got past those voices. Right. The things of feeling um, like you said. Right. Being in a male. Because called to preach evangelism, all that ministry is really a male dominated thing. Like I got past. I had to get past those things. But the only way that I was only way I was able to get past those things was in the face of my father so that he yes. could reveal to me what was not like him and what is like him. And I tell people all the time because they think it's magic. I'm not saying don't take the course. 
I'm not saying don't go get the degrees. I'm not saying do all those things. The things are purposeful, but those things will pr produce to be unfruitful if you do not know who your father is. You have to be in his face and he will reveal at the right time who all of you are. And then this is what I, because I keep telling people, I'm, I'm, I'm close to 50. When I get to 50, right, I, there's just a certain, I've been here 50, I've been here almost 50 years. I can tell you at 40, at 41, at 42, at 45, baby, there is still layers to you. There will be still things that God will reveal to you about you. I'm excited about turning 50 because I know he's going to reveal another layer of me, right? So as he peels, as you're in front of him, what God begins to do is open you up extract the things outside of you. And some of those things, mm. baby, are so deeply rooted. Pull those things out deeply rooted inside of you. And some of that, sometimes that can't all come out at one time because it would send you into cardiac arrest. So slowly he'll pull things out of you. And then guess what he does? Begin to fill you with his love, begin to fill you with, with purpose and begin to push you in direction. But you're going to only find it in the face of your father and you I'm feel so sorry. fulfilled when you start really pursuing god like even when it hurts when you because i found myself triggered by something a couple of days ago and i said oh i, I thought i was over that and I was, <laughs> and i was triggered like and i but but the difference is now now i can put i can put some words to it now i don't go shrink in a corner now i don't go lay down with a man to distract me from the pain of that we're going to have a whole meeting of the minds on that <laughs> to set our sisters free. Like for real, because it's so yes. much. You let me say this, because I know my, my producer is like you coming out of you out of time. You over your time. So let me say this. Well, see, well, we work for ourselves. So I, we we're not held to time. Right. <laughs> like, so let me say this, because I think this is so important. Um, we have confused. Um, we keep, we confuse sexuality sometimes especially in a society that's superly overly sexual and sexual oh. expression with, we're here, we're in this place, we're in this zone, but it's really a vice that many people have used over the years to deal with their pain. We're going to pin that, but I, you said that, and I need to articulate that. So if that speaks to you, pause and begin to ask yourself, have I, because this is for the grown and sexy. I'm sorry, I got to be real. Have asked yourself, have I used sex as a vice when I'm in pain? Start asking God, what are the things that I'm using when I'm in pain, right? Because he'll reveal those things to you and show you, I'm trying to get you to come to me. I'm going to get you. And when he reveals to you, there's another layer and you can turn towards him. That's power. Huh. That's and I'm, so I'm excited about the process. Like I, I used to buck against the process, but now I'm like, Lord, the sooner I get through the process, I know there's something else that's waiting on the other side of it, you know? Yes. And we do have to have a good conversation because I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. And you know how we both feel about lace anyway. So that's a whole nother. That's an inside I started, I started to wear lace today. I said, I bet Lakeisha's going to wear lace. I said, no, I'm going to come on here. I didn't, but I almost had it out. We'll tell y'all later, later about our lace. <laughs> thank you.
Like, thank, thank you, you for pouring into our cup. Thank you for making sure we are not empty. Thank you. Up. And you, you know, you and I have talked. We got some future plans of some things I know for sure that we've got that do what we need to do for kingdom. Yes. So y'all say thank you to, to, to Tamika. Her information, TamikaInc.com is on the screen. Reach out to her. Um, she, man, she just has so many gifts. There's so much that she can do for you. Thank you for kingdom. That's what I'm going to say. Thank you for kingdom. Thank you for in kingdom. Um, and I cannot wait. I just cannot wait to see this next level of your life because when we heal and the things that God goes further. That's what faith is. People think faith is living out the plan. Now, faith is I'm going to jump, I'm going to fly, I'm going to leap, I'm going to run, I'm going to take my baby step. And God does the best. So y'all say thank you to Tamika. And since you know we'll be back in this game, I love you guys so much. Make a decision today to go and live on purpose. Next week, let me tell you about next week. Ooh, my God. I am CJ is going to be in the house. This beautiful young songstress has left is living on purpose and she even does it with a disease. I cannot wait for you guys to meet. Yeah, I cannot wait for you to meet her. I'm trying to get her to give me a theme song. She had dropped some hip hop lyrics. Everybody know I got a little hip hop head in me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need you to do this for me. Um, follow Tamika on all her social media. Tell me your social media handles so they can follow you absolutely everywhere. Yes, please. I am Tamika Hall and the number one. You can find me everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I'm even a little bit on TikTok, but whatever. Just Instagram and Facebook. Hit me up on my website, TamikaHall.com. You can go to TamikaInc.com as well for all the business stuff, for all you authors yeah. in the house. Yes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, TamikaInc.com. It's funny because when I saw that, I was like, okay, I have LMJ Inc. She has Tamika Inc. God is just doing something. Really? You have yeah, LMJ Inc.? I do. Publishing. Um, can I tell you something? This is also proof to me. I'm going to help some of you guys out here. It's enough in the kingdom for everybody. <laughs> she and I do some of the same things. We do the same stuff. And it's room enough in the kingdom for everybody. She doesn't take from me. I don't take from her. You can go follow her. You can support her. And guess what? You can still follow me and support me too. One doesn't super see the other. Like and guess, and guess what? My maiden name is Johnson. I was born Johnson. Oh, no. I promise we're sisters or cousins or something. That's and what we look like. That's what we look like, Lakeisha. beautiful. That's what we look like. And Johnson means favor. So I'm just saying to you, so I'm just saying to you without a doubt, like kingdom-minded women do kingdom-minded things. We support each other. We endorse each other. We don't sit around and say, oh, is well, she doing a devotional? I'm not going to share her. We share each other. We I'm on the devotional. There. Come what? on. In the comments. Up in the comments, right? Come on, y'all. <laughs> and then when she comes on, she a little later, my kid's getting ready for school, but I see her. That's why she's here. So I'm, somebody said they live near Johnsonville. So it's plenty of room in the kingdom. Body. Don't let the spirit of jealousy lie to you and tell you that it's not plenty of room in the kingdom for everybody, baby. It's plenty of room in the kingdom for everybody. I love y'all. Do me a favor. Go fill somebody else's cup today. Share this video. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody else needs to know that they can live life on purpose too. And we will see you back next week. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! You didn't do the kiss. You know you do your